Two former heavyweight champions visited Kokopa to inspire boys to follow their dreams. They also talked about how boxing has changed over the years and what it is like to step into the ring for the first time. I'm so amped to redeem myself. Like, oh, really? Oh, I gotta come back and get hurt. Or in a fight, I, I'm not gonna be shook from it. These guys are shook. You don't got that much experience. The real experience. Like I've been, we've been through the grind. To be able to achieve that, man, that just inspired me that, you know what? I'm gonna do what wasn't done to me. I'm gonna let some of these kids from my community know I made it, you can make it. But this is how I made it. Sacrifice, dedication, hard work. I'm Jonathan Athens and you're listening to Coco Pa Now. Chris Bird and Layman Brewster came to the West Cocopa Reservation last summer to promote healthy living for men and boys. They gave a few boxing lessons and shared their insights on what they learned inside and outside the ring. Cocopa now sat down with Chris and Layman to talk about how boxing has changed and what inspired them to put on the gloves. Oh, honestly, for me, in my opinion of boxing from now, from now and then, then we had a lot more experience, I feel. I feel like we had a lot more fights. We got more fights in, we got more tournaments, more activity going in, and more teachers. The teachers teach boxing. And I think it's now a lot of great teachers out there to teach kids. There's a lot of good talent, though. I got to say that. It's talent coming up. But when we get to the higher levels and you fighting against the world, it's different now. The world is opened up to all these different fighters. After 1992, it, the world really opened up. Like everybody started turning pro around the world. So you gotta get your skill set in check. And my thing is, these kids don't have enough enough experience going into pro. You have 25, 30 amateur fights, and then they'll put you and you win an Olympic gold medal doing it. And then they'll put you in in fights. Yes, to build you up to because you got an Olympic gold medal. They'll build you. You got the right fights. You do well. And now you go come across somebody that know how to really fight. It's, this is not a build-up. Now it's your moment. Now you got to fight somebody. And that's where the difference is where a long-lasting champion, sometimes that skill set, it keeps going. I mean, we'll last longer. And, and that's my opinion of, of boxing, just the skill set and the teachers. You know, further enough. We had in our era, like, for instance, the heavyweights. I, I hate comparing eras. But I've just watched a heavyweight champion lose, Anthony Joshua. Young, won Olympic gold medal, not that many amateur fights. I told my son, I said, something must have happened to him in, in, in the gym because he's not looking good. He looked timid. Come to find out, I heard that he got either got knocked out or, and for me, stuff like that, I get dropped in inspiring. I'm so amped. To redeem myself like oh really oh i gotta come back or get hurt or in a fight I, i'm not gonna be shook from it these guys are shook he don't got that much experience the real experience like i've been we've been through the grind and layman the grind your first fight what was it like mm. my, my first fight what was it like so we're saying my first amateur fight or pro fight mm. either one or both well the first fight i was too young not that I was too young but I had a trainer who didn't know how to train and he put a pair of gloves on me 
And because yeah. he saw me the same size as a guy that was four or five years older than me, he said, get in the ring with him. There's no way that an mm. eight-year-old kid can box with a 12, 13-year-old kid just because they the same size because his brain is more, you know what I mean? So, I mean, man, that dude was hitting me so hard. <laughs> and, and I don't even understand why I didn't quit fighting. I remember my father stopped the fight, you know, because the dude was beating me up. What was I supposed to do? All he, every day I would come to the gym, he would just say, go jump rope. I jump rope for 10 hours, he'd come back, shadow box, shadow box, go jump rope, come back, hit the, hit the heavy bag. Mm. Uh, how, how do you do that? Here, put these gloves on, go on over there. Like, like you know, the Bible say the blind can't lead the blind unless they both fall in the ditch. So what happened was, naturally I quit, and at this community center I was at, I started playing basketball, but the basketball court was right next to the gym and you could see through the, you could see like they had one of those, those iron fences where you could see through the separated, the, the, the basketball gym from the, from the boxing gym. And I'm playing basketball and I'm seeing them in there boxing and it just, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story, <laughs> I'm gonna go back. So when I was a kid, or when I say kid, because I started at the age of seven, so I'm saying around the age of five, six, I would go to my father's, my father's house. And my father, because my mother and him was never married, but you know, my father was always in my life. But when I went over his house, he used to have these pair of boxing gloves, except he would never let me play with them. So every time he would go to the store, I would go into his closet and pull them out. And I had never smelled anything like that in my life. If you ever been, in a gym and smelled a pair of old <laughs> boxing gloves. There's nothing on earth that smells like that. And so I grew up watching karate and I was one of those kids that had so much energy. And so one time my mother had company and uh, like any child, you wanna be in that room with the adults. Well, she didn't want me in the room with the adults so she sent me to my room. So I went into my room and I was so mad that uh, she had, she had this drum set she had bought me, you know, a brand new jump drum set that she worked, saved up her hard-earned money, and I went in there and destroyed it, karate kicking it, chopping. I was so mad because she wouldn't let me be in that room with the adults. So, make a long story short, after the company left, she beat the brakes off of me, <laughs> and I come home from school the next day. She said, "You know what? We're gonna do something to get rid of that energy. We're gonna take you down the street to the community center and put you in something." So being that I was a big Bruce Lee fan and I used to always wear my uh, Return of the Jedi uh, you know, pajamas, I thought I was a ninja. So I went down there to the boxing gym. Well, I went down to the community center, but they didn't offer anything other than boxing. I was a big Bruce Lee fan. Bruce Lee was a big fan of Muhammad Ali, a big fan of boxing. And he used to bounce on his toes in, in, his, in his fights. So what I would do, I, once, I, once I started, um, once I started boxing, because I want to be like Bruce Lee, I'm boxing, I'm on my toes or whatnot. But this is what I'm teaching myself because I just told you, I had a trainer that didn't teach me anything. But what had happened was the correlation was being at my father's house, smelling those gloves, and then after a year or two going to this boxing gym, when I walked in this gym, I smell the whole gym smells like those gloves. And something inside of me, like my nostrils flared up, my eyes got bigger, my pupils, you know, it's like, wow. Oh, okay, did, and look at these dudes with their shirts on. Oh man, Bruce Lee. So my mind was like, dude, 
this is your Shaolin temple. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm a train and I'm training, I'm training, I'm training, but I'm not getting taught anything. I'm just, you know, he, he was just gracious enough to allow me to come into his gym. But like I said, I, I quit after that fight, after I got beat up. But then as I'm playing basketball, I, I'm hearing that speed bag, I'm hearing that heavy bag. I'm looking through, I can smell that gym and it pulled me back into it. But this time when I went back, I just, I guess because I never stopped shadow boxing, I never stopped watching fights. I'm sitting around watching my father watch uh, fights of like Larry Holmes and guys like that, and I'm taking notes. So now I'm back in the gym, and I'm, I've actually improved without anybody even telling me because I learned to pay attention to it because in order to be a good martial artist, you have to understand styles, you have to understand movement, you have to understand concentration, dedication, focus. So that's when I started to understand boxing is a form of martial arts it's the, it's it is the um the use of your hands and your feet so what i did was i took that to another level my mother finally got married to my stepdad and they moved to a community not far away on the other side of the river they had a boxing gym not far from me uh, from my house so my my childhood best friend her name was tony pippins what he did, I, I said, man, can you can you take me to a boxing gym more? Because I heard it was a boxing gym. So he said, yeah, I know where it's at. I don't live too far from it. So one day after school, he took me down there. I met a guy by the name of Honey Boy Bill Brown. He was a bare knuckle brawler that used to fight in the Depression days, and he hoboed with Jack Dempsey. He was out of Louisville, Kentucky. He was a he had um he he had pictures all on the wall when he used to he used to be the middleweight uh he used to be the middleweight bare knuckle champion of the world, if you want to call it that, where they tied ropes around trees, and that's when they had that one piece on, and they, you know, fought like this. But what he did was he taught me the art and science of boxing, and when I went into a gym, the first thing he did, he put me in the ring and told me to move, move around, but he would never teach me how to throw a punch. For three months, I didn't throw a punch. I just learned how to use my feet. And at the point where I was like, hold on, man, that ain't boxing. I'm looking like Bruce Lee because now I'm nice on my toes, you know. But then when he started showing me each punch, the jab, the right hand, and I already had that foot movement down, it just made me go from a seed to a blossom rose, if you will. And I just kept taking it to the next level, kept taking it to the next level. And when I was hearing you speak earlier to Chris about today versus uh, our era, the difference is guys like Chris, guys like me, we went into a gym and said, we want to be a world champion. We didn't go in there because we wanted the money, the clothes, the social media. We didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even about that. It was just that I wanted to say I was the baddest dude uh, for me at that time in my neighborhood, or I was the baddest dude in my city, or I was the baddest dude in my state, or I was the baddest dude in the United States, because that's what the amateurs is. When you fight on the amateur team, I'm sorry, when you find a, a big amateur tournament like the Golden Glove Nationals um, or the, uh, what, is that, what is that called, the ABF, Amateur Boxing yeah, Federation, yeah. you have 44 states. Yes, you have 44 states from around the entire United States coming. And man, to say you're the best out of all these people, man, I mean, you got people tall, people mm. short, people wide, people skinny, people with big fists, people with little fists, people that look mean, people that look scared. And to say you are the best out of all these people, man, that is, that's a, that's a world championship in its own, you know? And for me to be able to achieve that, man, that just inspired me 
that you know what I'm gonna do what wasn't done to me I'm gonna let some of these kids from my community know I made it you can make it but this is how I made it sacrifice dedication hard work and the desire to be better than the next man so in my mind I always play tricks with myself if I thought my opponent was running three miles I ran four if I thought he did three rounds on the back I did five you know whatever I thought whoever I was getting ready to fight even though I didn't know who I was gonna fight what I did was always trick myself to say I got to do more it's not enough so what happened was when I walked into the ring I had already won I already won because mentally I won spiritually I won physically I won and I already knew I was in better shape than anybody in there so if I if I couldn't beat him with my skills I could beat him with my heart I could beat him with my will. So that's what I try to get kids to understand. And like you say, why I'm here today, man, is because it's important for these kids to know that everything you want to be, everything you want to do is inside of you. But you got to find a way to make your own roles, you know, blossom. Kokopa Now is supported by the Kokopa Museum, located at 14533 South Veterans Drive in Somerton. The Kokopa Museum features a gallery where visitors can explore 3,000 years of Kokopa history and culture. <laughs>